Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. We're having another walk through the hills today. Nice low wind, a bit of sunshine. Jobs are good in. <laughs> and we thought we'd crack on with a bit more Lao Tzu, see what he was thinking about on this day he wrote this one, chapter 57. Okay, so let's have a little read through and then have a chat about it. Chapter 57. To rule a nation, use justice. To win a battle, cunning. But remember, Wu Wei is the only true way. How do I know this? I will explain. The more rules you have, the more unhappy people are. The more weapons there are, the worse things happen. The more we want luxuries, the more we abandon simplicity. And the more laws you pass, the more we will break them. So the sage says, I do nothing, and the people come together. By leaving them alone, I let them be on the path. By not using my power, they become rich in themselves. And if I want nothing, they will return to the essence of their being. So what do you think was on Lao Tzu's mind when he wrote (laughs) this one, then? He was thinking... I hate the government. <laughs> I hate the government. Yeah, I particularly like the line. It sounds like something you'd stand outside uh, Parliament chanting with placards. The more laws you pass, the more we will break them. Yeah. <laughs> now, again, uh, Lao Tzu sounds like uh, uh, Ronald Reagan. You know, government is the problem. It's not like, can the government save us? We shouldn't ask that. We should realise that government is the problem. Of course, following Mrs. Thatcher, following Friedrich von Hayek, Milton Friedman and so on. Now, right-wing arsehole at least shills to the public that there should be less regulation, less government, fewer laws, small government. Mrs. Thatcher the same, right-wing arsehole. But of course, anarchists, left-wing anarchists, Bakunin, Proudhon, Kropotkin, these people who sat down with Marx at the at the International in the 19th century. Well, what they probably would say is, well, we've got government at the moment and it's screwing us over, right? And th- these governments do bad things. And I, I take it as a truism that governments do bad things. But that gives you some very funny bedfellows. Amongst them, Lao Tzu. Amongst them, Ronald Reagan. Amongst them, uh, Friedrich Hayek, James Buchanan. But also amongst them, uh, the, 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 the great anarchists, you know, Bakunin, Kropotkin. And that whole tradition, that whole realisation that the governments do bad things. Not always, sometimes they do good things, but all governments do bad things at some point. And of course, Marx himself. Yeah. Whose name is often equated with uh, big states, big overbearing authoritarian states like the old Soviet Union, and the, uh, as at least some people characterise the the Chinese political system. So Marx gets equated with big government, big regulation, authoritarianism, micromanagement of all aspects of life by the state. But actually, Marx's view was that. We go to socialism to pass through to a state of anarchy, you know, or or what he called the withering of the way of the state. Because the proletarian, the ordinary people, manage the affairs of life themselves 
in their communes, in their workplaces, in their communities. They're able to do that. A system has evolved that is able to do that. And to use the productive forces of society to allow people that freedom to determine their own lives in the greatest degree. That was Marx's desideratum. But he didn't think you could just jump straight into it, uh, as perhaps the pure anarchists think. And I kind of take the view, especially, especially given all the technology that we've got, that it would not be a bad thing if communities of an optimal size could organise their affairs to the benefit of all members of that community, young, old, regardless of, of status, uh, th through what we call government, but which I take as what ought to be the coalescing and focusing of our collective will to do the things that we need to do that can only be done collectively. In other words, to harness the power of our, of our group energy, to harness our group power, our class power if you like, our community power, to do the things that we need to do. So the question becomes, well how do you get there? Well, let's say I had some very clear ideas. Yeah. He had some clear ideas. So it might seem strange having this ramble about about, about communist Russia and about Karl Marx uh, and and um, and Mikhail Bakunin and Ronald Reagan all in the same breath as Lao Tzu. But he's covering kind of similar territory, really. So I think with that in mind, we should we should look at it a little bit more closely. You know, and with, with, with an innocent mind, if I can put it like that. Let's take a fresh take on this. You know, a, a ruler, you know, taking it as given that we've got nations and they're going to be around for a bit. Don't seem ready for a revolution to abolish them just now. And nations have states. We have nation states with a governments, sometimes elected, sometimes there through the power of the gun. They exist. And if they are going to avoid doing bad things, even though it's their fight to do bad things, because it's built into what they are, it's built into their essence, you might say. But if they're not going to do bad things, if they're going to minimise the doing of bad things, they need to use justice. Who doesn't want to live in a just society? You do not want to live in a society where you can be fitted up, you know, by the establishment because you happen to think that they're leading us to disaster. Of course, we actually live in a society where you can be fitted up because governments are taking courses of action which are leading to disaster, inevitably. The, the, well, the end of the species, which I kind of class as a disaster. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, that's Julian Assange. He's been, in, he's been in Belmarsh, top security prison, for over two years without charge because the Americans want him there. Because he exposed the fact that governments do bad things and got into the specifics of the war crimes of the Americans in Iraq. Exposed them. And they've uh, failed to use justice. Well, I think that Lao Tzu expected them to fail to use justice. If he was around now, he'd say, well, they were going to fail on that. You know, they're not just. They're obviously serving narrow interests the UK government, the US government, European Union, they serve very narrow interests, they serve the oligarchs, ultimately. Now they do have to keep us sweet, 
there's, a, there's, a, there's an amount of abuse that we won't take. And you can guarantee there's somebody somewhere who's got, who's got a very clear idea of what that is. I mean, in our current situation, they're getting up close to, to the limit, you know. I mean, they do want to have all the chips in their hands, the, the oligarchs the, and their agents in Westminster. They do want all the power in the world. They do want all the wealth in the world, and they're prepared to sacrifice millions for, for that, for that, to continue to obtain. Yes, we, we live it. We live in that world. Oh, the next line to win a battle, cunning. Well, yeah, you know, cunning goes a long way in a battle. Derry's realised that. You know, that fighting wasn't just brute force. Derryism developed all of what is called the soft martial arts, the internal martial arts, which are more to do with the meditative state, the fearlessness, and the cleverness and the cunning of the warrior over and above just brute strength. Cunning will win over brute strength every day. The Derrish realised that. But they also realised that to implement cunning, you need to study. You need to study battlefields, you need to study the terrain, you need to study the opponent, you need to study human psychology, you need to study human fear. You need to study movement, because, of course, most of this fighting took place on horses or, or on foot, you know between men, not between um, spotty teenage boys with joysticks in um, uh, drone command centres in Austin, Texas, you know. And of course the Derrish did all that and they produced fighting arts and battlefield arts of great cunning. But, Lao Tzu continues, but remember Wu Wei is the only true way. How do I know this? I will explain. Wu Wei. We, we've encountered it en endlessly. We've encountered it uh, many, many times in all of these podcasts, including ones not about Lao Tzu particularly. Because what Wu Wei is, is just a very intelligent way of getting things done. Right? Which is politics. Except politics is a very unintelligent way of getting things done in its current incarnation. Wu Wei would make it a very intelligent way of getting things done. And it entails not being heavy-handed is what Wu entails. It doesn't mean to say you do nothing. Actually, employing Wu Wei, you can get immense numbers of things done. You know, it's, a, it's, a very, it's a very energetic uh, uh, practice, even though that, that doesn't come across in the way it's generally explained. But Wu Wei is really, it's not doing nothing exactly, it's doing things by doing nothing. In a sense, with going with the grain. Going with the grain. And what Lao Tzu is doing in the rest of this chapter is to try and tell us what the grain looks like. Well, what does the grain look like? Well, that people don't like too many rules. We've just actually lived through that. And we saw that there'd be ructions right before we even had a lockdown with the pandemic. The eruptions. Now the whole rules thing has exploded on on, on the uh, the Johnson government with them, the government and 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 the, their uh, servants and acolytes breaking the rules with impu with impunity and with uh, a clear sense of entitlement that that, that is there uh, in their gift. The rules don't apply to them, and the anger and rage of the public who have been subjected to some pretty rococo. Um, uh, systems of rules however how, how many people that can meet and how close you can get to somebody else and what kind of shop you can go into and blah 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 
Then with all the differences between like the cities being at different levels of lockdown, and then the nations that, uh, of the UK all having their own devolved governments, which are concerned with health, and which therefore made their own rules as well. And it gave rise to some very funny anom- anomalies, but it also has given rise to a great deal of annoyance. Globally. People do not like rules. So going with the grain is realising that if you just keep making laws, law upon law upon law, Parliament churning them out, like the Fed printing money, it means that you can't go out of the house without breaking the law. I bet you we've broke the law three times, just coming up here in one way or the other, doing, <laughs> you know, because there's a law against everything. You know, and it makes me anxious actually when Parliament says, oh, they're going to make a law about, I don't know, cryptocurrency or, or um, um, rights of ways on, in, in highland country in Britain, you know, footpaths and stuff. Because I think they're going to get it wrong. They are going to get it fucking wrong and they ain't going to be able to walk out of the hills, you know, or whatever. It's always, I always feel this distinct nervousness because they've, they've passed some laws which are utterly, utterly shitty. Well, because they serve one class and not everybody. Yeah, but, but as, but as all, you said, it's not, not necessarily just shitty laws. It's like, as you said, the incompetence is so tremendous plus, plus, <laughs> that they could yeah. be that, they could turn yeah. out to be far more terrible yeah. than yeah. if they were just, just evil. I mean, yeah. I think they could pass a law with, with wonderful altruistic intent, you know, and still fuck, and still fuck it up. And, and, uh, I really do. Yeah. I really do. I think this whole kind of terrain of government and management of communities needs to be revisited at the deepest conceptual level that we can dig down to, you know? But with the utmost amount of um, data, raw data, empirical data, on how, how stuff's actually going down in the world, with the facts and the figures as well. I just, I just, I think it's in such a mess. It's unbelievable. But it was, it was in a mess in the Warring States, in whatever this was, 450 BC or whenever. So number one uh, thing you need to understand about human beings, a part of the grain of human communities, you've got to be very careful with rules. It's not, it's not down to have any rules. That would be really, really stupid. Imagine you can just drive on the, whichever side of the road you feel like. Maybe you flip a coin and you get out of bed. I'm going to drive on the right this morning when I go to work. You know. wow. There are some rules. And I'm, a, I'm pretty anarchistic and I hate being told what to do by fucking anybody. I do not like authority. I don't think it's, it's, it's uh, legitimated hardly ever, perhaps never. But even I'm going to say, let's have a rule about what side of the road, road, to, road to drive on. You know, but when you've got a rule about the length of your beard to the nearest millimetre, I think you're living in a society that's, that's not, that's not going to fucking prosper or flourish. And Lao Tzu, bless his cotton socks, wants the people of the world to flourish. I mean, this is a real... Actually, you read through the rest of this passage. It's a full condemnation of, of, of our society and modern society. The more weapons there are, the worse things happen. Well, this is true, isn't it? Yeah, you, I mean, in America, there's a statistic. Number of people killed by toddlers playing with firearms. You have a country in which there's twice as many guns as people. And toddlers like to mooch through drawers and such like in cupboards, find, find dad's, dad's pistol or mum's pistol, 
in case they have a home intrusion, and then goes and shoots their little sister with it. This is this there is there is actually a statistic collected in America. Accidents with firearms involving toddlers, you know. Because there are so many guns, this is going to happen. And of course, on the global scale, we have extremely sophisticated and destructive weapons manufactured by the biggest industry on the planet, financed by governments to the tune of well over a trillion dollars a year, collectively in the globe, with America being the, the biggest culprit, spending more than the rest of them put together, including China, whatever they want to say about Chinese militarism. You know, when you have the weapons, the guys down there in the labs at Raytheon want to say, well, does it actually work on a real population? And they persuade Trump to lob one into Syria, you know. Or they'll go and have a little, a little weapons testing fest down in Yemen and get the Saudis to take the blame. Well, they're Arabs anyway, you know. But we've got to keep them a little bit sweet, so I'll let them have a fireworks display and, and go and kill some people because they're kind of, that'll make them feel good. So I'll just let them go and test these weapons that we've uh, uh, lent them the money to buy. <laughs> you know, on, on, the, on these, these wretched Yemenis, you know, who've got some uppity ideas. Yeah, OK, let's do that. He's right. He's right. How, how, how right do you have to be? Yeah, this guy is 100% right <laughs> about weapons. Ban them. Let's have a rule. Ban them. He goes on. The more we want luxuries, the more we abandon simplicity. Oh, well... Welcome to the most complex society in, in that the universe has ever fucking seen, this side of Alpha Centauri. Yeah. <laughs> Where you can't live without your iPhone. Our lives are so complex, but really, a simple life can be glorious. Full of wonders, full of delight, full of aesthetic delight, full of love and companionship and simple pleasures. You know, a feast, eating together, making love, going for a walk. Poeticising, singing, dancing, whatever. You know, what's what's wrong with people that we have to make it so complicated? But I, I maintain that this, this society, at least one of its components, is is the the deliberate uh, intensification and in, inflammation of desire. Human beings have strong desire nature, of course, to do. It's called being alive. But you can inflame that, and that is what uh, fuels consumerism. Also, you associate status with various possession of various objects. There's a whole status game goes on. You know, you are worth something because you drive a Rolls Royce. This signifies your status to the world. And as infantile as that psychology is, it's nevertheless marshalled and utilised by the, by, uh, the uh, uh, disciples and epigons of um, uh, uh, Bernays, Edward Bernays to become the essence of their very business model, you know? Inflame desire and then sell some funk shitty products that, that solve the desire. That's modern, modern consumer capitalism, moving into this phase of uh, techno-feudalism, of course, but let's say fucking wise to it all that, all that while ago. So, and he rightly says, the more laws you pass, the more you will break them. Well, of course you will. I reckon we've broken the law this one without knowing about it. There's that, there are that many. And they're coming fast and furious, and he's right. So he continues. So the sage, the sage says, remember the sage advises a, a ruler, you know, he's the chief minister or whatever, he's, he's, he's the wise man behind the scenes. But he's not, he's not um, Dominic Cummins, he's a much better type than that. 
Anyway, the side says, I do nothing, and the people come together. By leaving them alone, I let them be on the path. By not using my power, they become rich in themselves. And if I want nothing, they will return to the essence of their being. So, I mean, it's just don't interfere, because you spoil people. You know, the interference, which is, which is the, the deliberate inflammation of desire to sell products through advertising and psychological manipulation, is actually taking people away from their, what you might very loosely call the essence of their being, and away from the joy and beauty of, beauty of simplicity. That's what it does. You know. So he's advocating, but well, by all means, you're a ruler, you've got a rule, it's your fate. We need leaders, you know, we need, I would say, at this juncture, we're a long way off not needing government at all. And it's a good thing we can focus our will because we can do those things that are going uh, to preserve our species and, and enhance the situation of our species by being able to focus collective power. So. But it's a light touch. It's a light touch. It's, it, it's be careful with, with rules and regulations. Obviously, you've got to have them in some places. For instance, you know, you, you, while we've got a stock market and finance capital, you have to regulate those guys, otherwise they will rob us blind like they did in <laughs> 2008. Oh, yeah. So there's a sensible sense of proportion to be had here. Mm. And let's say just talk with a certain amount of hyperbole. But light touch, there's a way of doing stuff with a light touch, and it really, really does work. It works very well in the arts, you know, in painting and music and improvised music and so forth, once, once you master it. Even though it's, it's, it's a long um, path to mastery, I think, away for many people. Kids get it very often, fairly quickly, but, uh, you know, a light touch, it can be done. And lecturers applying it to the political sphere and the sphere of leadership. And there's something we should very, very seriously consider in there whilst being very careful of negotiating this very strange territory in which you find Karl Marx in bed with Ronald Reagan. <laughs> that's what I think that's, for me, what that helps me with and, and points me towards. And we're, we're way, this, it's definitely fucking smart. <laughs> we can but dream that maybe we'll, we will have a government that will... Read Lapsu and think, oh, we need that we need good. a magic grandpa. That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we need. We do actually need a magic grandpa. Anyway, we just uh, come round the corner into the uh, the windy gap. <laughs> so I hope you're all having the best day that you can, and we'll speak to you again soon. Over and out. Mike, noise great again.